When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Terrio Media. Don't wait for appreciation to buy real estate. Buy for cash flow and wait. In other words, hold that house. Your hosts, Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Yeah. Hello. Flipping houses can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. And that's why we're here. This is the Hold That House Show. I am Matt Terrio. And over there is Mr. Matt Andrews. Booyah. And before we begin, we've got a free gift for you. Go to holdthathouse.com and download the four-hour work month. It's the Ten Commandments to Managing Property Managers, which is really after my years of experience, uh, Matt Andrews' years of experience, have just kind of, you know, identified that as the key ingredient to financial independence through real estate that, that no one's talking about. And you can get that for free. The, the key ingredient to your independence, you can get that for free at holdthathouse.com. And free is a deal when you consider how much we spent to learn those things, right? <laughs> this is true. We, we should charge for it. <laughs> we should. <laughs> it's really but, good because uh, we spent, we spent blood, sweat, tears, and lots of money learning those 10 things. And so you guys don't have to do that. No. Right there. Awesome, hold, awesome. Holdthathouse.com. All righty. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about rehab. Renovations. How much is too much? How little is, is not enough? And uh, what how what type of rehabs, what type of improvements can you make to your income property to maximize the income of that property? Right. Exactly. And we're, guys, we're not talking about big, giant fixes here. I mean, obviously, if your roof is leaking and needs to be replaced, okay, that's a big, giant expense. You take care of that. Right. You know, if your HVAC system goes out, you take care of that. What we're really focusing on in this episode is what are those things that you could do maybe in between tenants, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're managing your properties yourself, somebody's moved out, and before you can move somebody in, you got to do some punch out, right? Yeah. Or your property manager, if you've hired out you know, a property manager, you're investing out of state and mm-hmm. getting cash flow that way. You know, what are the things that your property manager can do right. in between tenants and how do you get the most bang for your buck? Right. You so know? this is the assumption that everything works. Everything's up to code. Right. Everything is safe. Right. This is making all those assumptions first. Exactly. Now what? Exactly. Okay, yeah. good. Exactly. So a lot of this stuff will be, you know, kind of uh, not not superficial. It's not the word I'm looking for, but um, uh, cosmetic. Cosmetic. Right. So like cosmetic it. kind of thing. So so let's just break down a list real quick. And some of these guys are going to seem like so simple, they're stupid. Mm-hmm. But honestly, a lot of landlords, a <laughs> lot of property it. managers miss this stuff, yes. you know. So, you know, as simple as some of this stuff is. So number one on my list, and as simple as it seems, cleaning. Right. Real cleaning. Okay. Mm-hmm. It surprises me how many property managers and how many do-it-yourself landlords just think when a tenant moves out, you sweep it out. Mm-hmm. And maybe you wipe down the countertop and then you roll, you know, and that's just, that's not how it works. I mean, if you really want that to show well, uh, if you want people to envision themselves living in it, you got to give them a really good, clean place. And that means cleaning out, you know, the fridge. And that might mean even getting rid of the fridge if, you know, Mm -hmm. if it junk has been left in there too long or cleaning out the, and this is one that a lot of property managers miss, cleaning out the stove, Mm -hmm. you know, that stuff that gets caked on there. You can't just rub a, 
you know, a rag over that and clean it. You know, right. you have to have an oven cleaner that sits there for an hour and, you know, gets all that stuff out. So you got to get somebody that is a true cleaning crew or, you know, your manager or whoever's managing the property for you needs to get in there and get their hands dirty. Equivalent to what we'd call a detail on a car. A detail on a car. Right. Exactly. You got to exactly. get the window sills. You got to get inside and out. You know? Right. Not just a quick vacuum of the car, you know, exactly. for five minutes and, and leave. Take that uh, screen door out, spray it down, get all the dust and crud off of that. Right. Exactly. It's amazing too. I mean, it's all, and it's just little things that you barely even think about, but it means so much to a tenant moving in, you know, like a sliding glass door. You know, Mm -hmm. I had, you know, this has been a few years ago, but when I was really training one of my managers and walking through some of this stuff with them, um, you know, the sliding glass door and there's just like, you know, that they run on a track, you know, at Mm -hmm. the bottom. Right. And so you open it up and there's just kind of dirt in that track. You know, and you can sweep it a little bit, but really what needs to happen is you got to get a wet rag in there and you got to get down in those grooves and get the dirt out of the track. Yep. Um, some people might not even notice that. Other people will look at that and say, okay, where's the, where's the untapped layer of dirt over this whole house? Because this right. obviously hasn't been cleaned, you know? Right. So just those little things, even though it seems so silly, mm-hmm. makes such a big difference in the perception Absolutely. of the rental. when that There's a subconscious effect to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And some people will turn around, walk away, not even knowing what it was they didn't like. They just didn't get a good feeling from mm-hmm. it. And a dirty place is the easiest way to get someone to turn around and go rent right. something else, not your property, right? Mm-hmm. So, so cleaning, a true deep cleaning, a detail, if you will. Um, and the next one is paint. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I'm a big fan of throwing another coat of paint on things uh, for a couple different reasons. Number one, it just makes it look super clean. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there are some times when, you know, we had some apartments or I've had some houses that, you know, when I was managing them myself and kind of going through them and doing the punch outs. I'd say, you know, this is real close. You know, this is like real close. I could probably just paint this one wall in this room and we'd be okay. It was Mm -hmm. passable. It probably would have even rented, Mm -hmm. you know, but for the money it takes, you know, and for the, for the labor, you know, to pay someone to do it, not that much, you know, somebody rolling out a house for a day, you know, something pretty simple. It makes it look super clean. It gives it that fresh new paint smell too. It's Mm kind of like that new car smell when you get into it. That's what I was going to say. It's it's the closest you can come to that new car smell, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fresh smell and it's a lot better, you know, to walk into a place, even if the smell is strong because it was freshly painted, it just has this sense of freshness. Mm -hmm. You know, this is brand new. I'm not, you know, this tenant is thinking now, I'm not moving into this place and touching this wall that a million other people have touched. Right. You know, it's, this is new. This is my, right. this is my house. This is my home or right. whatever it is. So and even paint, it might not get you more in rent, but it might get you a few extra applicants. So you get to pick the best tenant. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Or it might uh, cut down the time that you're marketing it. You know, it might True. be that first person that walks in says, I want this. I'll you know, you. I looked at three dirty places before this and no fresh paint. And boom, I walked into yours and it smelled good. It looked good. Um, so that's really, really key is just, you know, just some, uh, some interior paint, you know, even mm-hmm. if, if it's right on the edge, go ahead and do it. You will make it up. Right. And, you know, if it rents a month quicker, you know, you get somebody in there, then you made up your whole budget yeah. on paint right there. That's a hundred percent return on your paint. Exactly. hundred percent return on your paint. If it yeah. rents a month faster. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, a, a good key for that too is, you know, paint all your stuff the same color, mm-hmm. paint everything the same color. There's no reason to, if you own 10 properties, there's no reason to customize. This is my blue house. This is my yellow house. This right. is my red house. No, same color. You know, right. if you, if I were to take you and drive you by the properties that I own in uh, in Tampa, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where a lot of my free and clear properties and a lot of my buy and hold properties are, you would you would think you were looking at the same house over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a a light beige house with white trim and usually like a darker colored door. Mm-hmm. And like there are some neighborhoods where I own two or three in a row, and right. it's just like, oh my goodness. This looks like the same house. The same builder must have built it. Nope. <laughs> same rehabber. Right. That's what it was. So, right. and so it you can buy your materials in bulk. You save money that bulk. way. 
And then uh, also cuts down on the, the decision process. Exactly. Right? You know, uh, yep. Albert Einstein wore the, the same clothes every single day because he didn't want to waste any brain power making a decision on what to yeah. wear. He looked he looked <laughs> like he wore the same clothes every day, but yeah. he was very smart. So, <laughs> so don't waste Steve, any brain power. Steve on Jobs that. did that too. Same turtleneck and same pair of jeans every day. Oh, there you go. He had like 30 pairs of the same turtleneck. Mm-hmm. He found one he liked. He just stayed with it, you know. Not saying you all need to dress alike and do all that, but it does make sense on those properties. Same color paint, you know, same type of uh, fixtures. You know, that way as you're replacing things or changing things, it's all consistent, and mm-hmm. you have it in stock. You save money on materials. So super, really, really big. Uh, the next one, and this is a really big one, one of my hot buttons for sure. I know you, mm-hmm. you too, Matt. Curb appeal. Goes Talk a, a little way. bit about curb appeal and how much that means. Yeah, just driving up to the property. Whether you have your, you know, your for rent um, flyers out in the front, or you got your for rent sign with the phone number, or whether the agent is driving by and showing the property, or whether the the landlord is driving by and showing the property to a prospective tenant or they're meeting there, whatever it may be, that first impression, I mean, I can just think of how many times, even personally as a renter in my past, you know, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Or this place looks nice. <laughs> you know, just the the initial um, disposition you walk into the property with right. can make all the difference in the world. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and... You know, you think start thinking about, gosh, my parents come over, they're going to be pleased. They're going right. to think I'm doing okay, or my my friends are going to be impressed, or you know, or my friend has a really nice house. So I, I want to look kind of hold that same thing, that same stature. Absolutely, and, and that's most. There's you know, so many for, different for most approaches. people. That's all they're ever going to see. Right. Like you know, if someone's moving into a house. The only representation that most people will ever have of that person is their front lawn. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that's a mess when they first pull up, it's hard to. Sometimes it's hard to even get them in the house if the outside's ugly. You know? right. And I think about, you know, whenever someone tells you she's beautiful on the inside, mm-hmm. what does that what does that usually tell you? Yeah. Let's be uh, honest. Yeah. You know, she's not a looker, she right? She has a great personality. She has a she has a fantastic heart. If you look deep <laughs> on the inside, she's beautiful or he's a great guy or whatever yeah. it is, you know. That usually means, okay, we're ugly you're, on the outside or you're whatever. Making right? excuses for something else. Exactly. exactly. So the same go. The same thing goes with houses, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you could say, oh, well, wait till you see the tile on the inside. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? If the lawn is dirt mm-hmm. and, you know, the trees are dead mm-hmm. and there's, you know, leaves all over the, the roof or, you know, or things haven't been mowed in two months, um, they're not going to see the inside, mm-hmm. you know? Or even if they go to the inside, they're not going to get past that hurdle of ugly outside, you know, right. ugly, no curb appeal. Got it. So that is really, really key. Uh, another one is uh, the entrance. I mean, that kind of goes along with curb appeal. But I like to spend, you know, special attention or give special attention to the entrance to the property. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if your lawn looks good and, you know, your door doesn't work right, front door into the house, mm-hmm. or, you know, you've got, you know, dirt on the front porch or whatever it is. It's right. just uninviting from the front. Um, again, that's the entrance to the house. Sure. So you're walking through a portal of ugliness. Even if it's pretty inside, right. you're starting it out the wrong way. You're framing things the wrong way. So I like to do simple stuff. Like I like to put a like a, a nice welcome mat down. You know, my my houses are usually all the same color on the outside, usually kind of a, you know, white and brown. You mm-hmm. know, so I like to get some color and like a nice mat. Mm-hmm. And not even a nice mat, a $5 mat, you mm-hmm. know, from the dollar mark. Right. Put that down there. We even sometimes will put um, like some kind of decorative wreath on the front door. Even if the tenant takes it down, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but it just looks inviting. It right. looks like someone took the time. Sure. You know, if there's a uh, if there are hooks there on the front porch, put some fake plants on a you know, and one of those hanging planters. It just right. looks inviting. Right. You know, it looks it looks nice, and that makes a big big difference. New doorknob, new door knocker. Yeah, yeah, new yeah, new door hardware. Absolutely, mm-hmm. new new door knocker. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if there's the, nothing worse than, than walking up to a house and 
and their their doorbell is all the little circle around the doorbell is all rusted and it's kind of hanging yeah. off and it's just like and the button's yellow and the button's yellow yeah or yeah, something exactly. yeah yellowed by time yeah and I mean that, that's neglect. a five dollar fix yeah it's a five dollar fix exactly absolutely. and it looks brand new right mm-hmm. so why not put a new one on there for the five dollars it cost or whatever exactly. you know so really really simple stuff so pay attention guys to the curb appeal and especially to that entrance please stand by we've got overhead to pay We'll be right back. When you go to work for your money, does it return the favor? If not, no worries. You do not have a money problem. You merely have an idea problem. We're turnkeyallies.com, and we'd like to share a new idea with you around income real estate that can transform your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to turnkeyallies.com and download a free investor's package. Turnkeyallies.com. You do not have a money problem, merely an idea problem. Turnkeyallies.com. More ideas, less work worries turnkeyallies.com um now let's move inside to the you know inside the house okay. what are the two and i don't even have to wonder if matt is going to answer these questions what are the two most important rooms in the house can, can you whisper that to me again kitchen kitchen <laughs> and bath i knew that but i almost felt like a trick question because it's so obvious yeah but yeah the kitchen and the bathroom. surprised yeah, the uh, kitchen and the bathroom for sure yeah absolutely and usually that's because uh, you know, the kitchen, especially now, that's where everyone congregates, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's also important many times to the woman of the house, if it's a family, mm-hmm. it's that kitchen and that bath that's going to sell that rental. Right. You know, same thing for when you sell a house. You know, if you got everything else is perfect. Curb appeal is awesome. Uh, interior paint. The flooring is beautiful. The bedrooms are a great size. Backyard's great. But you have a terrible kitchen with like Formica countertops from 1982. Mm-hmm. Okay. They still work as countertops, you know, and they mm-hmm. still pass code. Right, but it's ugly and it's dated. Or you've got pink tile in the mm-hmm. bathroom. You know, mm-hmm. like I was king early in my, you know, rental career of trying to just make old tile roll. You right. know, and, right. and like even epoxy painting old tile to make it look fresh <laughs> and white is mm-hmm. better than having pink or green tile. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you know, spend money on those little things, guys. You know, put in a new, maybe not a whole new sink, but put in a new top, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, in the kitchen, you know, if the cabinets are okay, maybe you can just paint the cabinets and then put on a fresh countertop, something that was made, you know, 2000 or, or later, right, <laughs> you know, right. something that kind of updates it a little yeah. bit. Not from um, the Brady Bunch days. Exactly. Yeah. And when people walk into a house, it's usually the kitchen and bathrooms that are most outdated, mm-hmm. you know. So you might see brand new furniture and this and that, but it's many times it's the kitchen that looks like, wow, that's from the Brady Bunch, you know. I didn't <laughs> you know, know that, funny. I didn't I did, know they make wood like that anymore, you know. <laughs> uh, Mercedes and I took it, take a tour, tour of, uh, um, Elvis Presley's house in Memphis. Graceland. Yeah, yeah. we went to Graceland, and I was really expecting a little bit more um, Liberace type, mm-hmm. but it was very Brady Bunch. Yeah, it was the shag carpet. It was the Formica dinette. It was the you know it was that was big stuff. Back yeah, then. that was big stuff back then. Anyways. The pool, the pool room, the where, the where the pool table was, uh-huh. that was a pretty cool room. It had yeah. the uh, the upholstered red velvet on the uh, yeah. walls and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> very Brady Bunch. Very Brady Bunch. <laughs> yes. Almost like you know, very 18th century or something it like that. It was very unimpressive, but anyway, small rooms too, uh-huh. kind of strange. You know, yep. just kind of small rooms in Graceland. Yep. So cool place for sure. Did you didn't see all this when you were there? Did you? Did I see all of this? Did, no, you didn't see Elvis when you were Oh, there. no, I did not. Okay. They, did, they didn't allow us up to the bedroom, which is probably where he was hanging Apparently, out. Apparently, so. sometimes he yeah. still hangs out yeah, there. Yeah, eating, exactly. eats peanut butter banana sandwiches. But anyway, um, so kitchen and bathroom, the kind of upgrades, like we said, uh, maybe it's just a new kitchen faucet. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's taking that old thing out and putting some, you know, uh, like a brush nickel uh, faucet in there. Maybe it's mm-hmm. doing the same thing in the bathroom. Maybe it's switching out the shower head. You know, you might have a shower head that's perfect. The water comes out great, but you can tell it's from 1982. 
guys, that stuff is not expensive. Mm-mm. You know, that stuff at Home Depot, you can get really nice looking stuff, uh, stuff that has high perceived value for 20, 30 bucks in some cases. For sure. You know, so uh, why wouldn't you do that, you know, in between tenants to just upgrade that a little bit? Mm-hmm. You'll certainly make it back in, you know, the, the less time that it takes to rent it um, or maybe even uh, more money, you know, for the rental for the itself. Rent. You know, the opportunities. For sure. The opportunities are the tenants. Yep. And and so uh, another thing like that too, uh, very simple and very, really cheap fans. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got just an old white fan. With, ceiling you know, fans you're speaking of. Yes. Ceiling fans. Okay. Yeah. With like an old rusty chain that you're pulling to turn on the fan and turn mm-hmm. it on and off. Guys, you know, a Hampton Bay awesome looking fan is like 50 bucks mm-hmm. with a remote control and the whole deal, you know, I mean, and they look beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, and you can get the, you know, black blades or, or, or the brown, you know, whatever you want, but it's really simple, right? You know, and a good handyman can throw that up in, in a few minutes, literally, For sure. you know, so switching something like that out just makes it feel so much more new. So fans is a big one too. Um, baseboards, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got old, you know, I see in a lot of houses we buy, they got that old, like a three step, it's like a, you know, f- maybe three or four inches tall, but mm-hmm. they don't make it anymore. And it looks like it's got like four different ridges on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I see that again, Brady Bunch. Right. Right. And I don't know if you guys have priced out baseboard lately. I mean, unless you're outfitting a 5,000 square foot house, it, it doesn't cost very much to put mm-hmm. new baseboards in, you know? So what I've done in a few, um, even some of my lower end rentals, I put in that nice five inch, you know, baseboard in there, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not that expensive. It costs me, you know, a little bit more than regular baseboard. But when people walk in, and they see that. It's got a different feel for sure. It feels elegant. Yep. You know, I mean, I even have a friend who does, and this is going maybe a little overboard, but he even does some like, it's not actually crown molding, but he does like baseboards on the ceilings because it just gives this look of, wow, mm-hmm. this is like almost luxury. Even though I'm renting this house for $800, I'm getting, you know, kind of a feeling of luxury here. So simple things, baseboards, you for know, sure. really, really simple. Um, then another thing I like to do, super simple Brand new switches and plates, mm. you know, mm-hmm. brand new uh, outlets and outlet covers. Okay. Cost almost nothing right. to go through and have your handyman Pennies. replace yeah. them all. Okay. But nothing looks worse than a freshly painted wall. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're painting it, you know, slightly uh, off white or brown or something like that. And the, what's supposed to be a white plate cover or, mm-hmm. or switch or whatever is like yellow. Right. You know, it's as yellow as this yellow pad I'm looking at right now. It's just disgusting, right? Right. Looks like a smoker lived there for oh, 50 years. And don't paint over the, the light switches oh, either. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> it's the worst. Hey, it's all uniform. It's all the same color. <laughs> that's, that's right. You know, and you got the paint crud stuck in between the, the sockets and you're just like, don't do that. Yeah. That's terrible. Guys, that's a big yeah. no-no. I, I'd almost rather have the yellowed smoker, right. you know, covers than that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so inexpensive to do that. You know, mm-hmm. why not replace those and uh, why not do it you know in between tenants when it's a good time to do it you know and again it just gives the perception along with the paint and some of these other things of oh this is a freshly mm-hmm. renovated house right and when really you spent five hundred dollars on the whole thing or something or, mm-hmm. or even a couple hundred dollars right you know so uh j- again it's little things that make a big sure. big difference and, and just keep in mind th- these are renovations for a particular type of house your investment property because your investment property is to produce money. It is to produce a profit. Now, these are little things that, that can go a really long way to maximize that profit or minimize the time that you're looking for a tenant in between tenants. Um, but here's something that, that we do in, in all of our markets for our tenants, how we really maximize our dollar. Because it, it, you can go overboard on some of this stuff. You can overpay where you're getting, you know, you've hit it that, that point of diminishing returns. Right. Right. Sure. So this is what we do. We, we go through, we make sure we have this rent ready 
definition. And that's used pretty loosely in, in our industry. And typically it means to do as little as possible. Right. Right. Uh, our rent ready definition means make sure everything works, make sure everything's safe, make sure everything's clean and make sure everything's up to code. That's our first level of renovation. Then to maximize our, uh, the, uh, the income potential of the property, what we do, cause every market's different. We're in 10 of them and they're all very different markets is that we will go and we will preview other properties in the area that are vacant and for rent the same time that That's ours key. is. That's awesome. Yep. And we'll look at what our competition looks like. So we make sure that we are just a couple notches above our competition because we know when someone goes out looking for a property or looking for a rental unit, they don't just look at one. They look at multiple ones and choose the one that they like the best. So what this does in, in many of our markets, it it um, prevents us from overspending because we, st- we see what we don't have to do. Right. Because we could do the bare minimum I just went through and we could be heads and shoulders above all of our competition. And in other instances, we're like, okay, well, maybe we should put a, a different type of tile in the kitchen. Maybe we actually should replace those cabinets instead of just paint over them. Like that, that's valuable information to have. It's your, it's your recon. It's your research. And uh, that's how you stay up above the competition. It's how you maximize your rent. It's how you minimize your vacancies. And so that's that, that's what we've learned to do because every market is different. Sure. And that's know? proactive instead of reactive, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes you don't realize those savings until a year later when right. you kind of take a look back at the, at the year prior and see, okay, you know, I did a lot less there because of some smart spending in between tenants, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's what you and I know from right. owning – you know, properties in multiple markets over a period of years. And mm-hmm. we've learned all this from looking back real time, right. you know, and seeing how we did these things. Uh, but that's hard sometimes going in sure. to kind of understand that, okay, look, I'm spending this 500 here because all you're thinking is I'm spending 500. Ah, oh, man, right. you know, rent's going to, you know, it's rent for 800. I've basically eaten up most of my rent, you know, and you're not thinking about that. Um, but you look at it a year later. Well, it look could, at it, it a year later. Thousands and thousands. When that tenant signs a new lease. Right. Because they want to stay. Exactly. Or they yeah. they stay for multiple years right. because you have a nice, well-tained, clean property that, that looks better than the Joneses. Right. Right? Exactly. And, uh, and also another aspect of this you want to keep in mind, and this is a big mistake and a big trap a lot of new investors fall into, is that they renovate and rehab their properties as if they themselves were going to live in them. And big, big mistake, big mistake, especially if you have high standards, especially if you, you know, if you like the finer things in life, uh, that can be a big trap and, and turn your winning investment into a losing proposition and or, it or is take a you trap. years for to get your money out of. Sure. And I remember, especially, you know, early in my career, bringing in, you know, clients and investors I was selling to and, and they were like, we like this color in this mm-hmm. bedroom. We like this. And we like that. And I had to learn to say, nope. Right. Like, wait, you're telling me I'm buying this property, I'm the investor buying it, and I can't choose my own paint colors? Yep, that's what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And I have to explain to them, look, I'm saving you from yourself. Right. All right? What's going to happen is you're going to paint these all different colors, okay? Uh, two years from now when this tenant moves out or three years from now or whatever, we're going to have to go back and remember what all these colors were. And even if we catalog those and it's four different colors, you're just talking about now that's a whole trip to Home Depot. Right. That's more time. You know, that's more time that you're either going to pay a property manager or the property manager is going to resent you because you've created unnecessary work for them mm-hmm. versus, hey, everything's the same color. And yep. guess what? Guess what it's going to be when we go back in? The same color. Same color. You know, so yep. super simple. And it's these are the little fine-tuning, these are the little tweaks mm-hmm. that really make the difference between, you know, an 8% cap rate 
and a 12% cap rate For over sure. the long run. You know, it's For these sure. little things. So, you know, you're making money on the buy, guys, but then it's all the management and it's all the things you do in between renters and all these little fine tunes and fine tweaks that you make that really, you know, gets you, bumps you up another percentage mm-hmm. in that cap rate, you right. know. So you got to look at it as a long term because that's what everything we're doing here is based on, right? Mm-hmm. It's about buying properties. Uh, cash flowing and doing it for the long term. Hold that house. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this right. podcast. So right. think about everything as a long term business. You mm-hmm. know, not not what is this going to cost me today, but what is it going to cost me not to do this today? Mm-hmm. And that's the right kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, on that note, that's it. That's it for today. This is a good episode. A lot of there is just as the, the, the 10 commandments to managing property managers are for our work month, how that cost us thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, not to mention the years of experience to put that together. Uh, the, the tips on these renovation tips that you just got today, these rehab tips, um, ask us how we know about these. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. we've already made the mistakes and we know what works, what doesn't. We've learned everything the hard way, you and I. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. As much education as we've invested in. We still right. have, you know, we got our real education out there, the, that other school. But that's good news for all of you out there. That's for sure. For so. sure. <laughs> all righty. So that's it for today. Flipping houses can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. We'll be back next week. Until then, remember, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Hold that house! Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast. It's simple. Up to $150,000 in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.